0: Hello and welcome to True Crime Diary, a light-hearted podcast on a serious subject. Every two weeks we look back through true crime stories to discuss an event that took place on This Week in History. I'm your host Mark Decano, and with me as always are my friends Jed Lester. Hello. And Rue Turner. Hello. So the date we're looking at this week is the 3rd of July and in 1946 Doreen Marshall was strolling along the promenade of Bournemouth when she met a handsome man who introduced himself as Group Captain Rupert Brooke. They took afternoon tea and then later dinner together. Marshall requested a taxi, but Brooke insisted on walking her home. That was the last time she was seen alive. Dun, dun, dun. It is a bit like that, isn't it? Never to be seen again, alive. Cliche beginning
1: of a movie.
0: Has this got a title? A title? It's Neville Heath, also known as the Lady Killer.
2: Yeah, I reckon he done it. You <laughs> Case closed. Heard of lady killers? Lady yeah, well, killer? lady,
0: the phrase "lady killer" is usually used in terms of like someone mm. who's dashing and you know, a ladies' man, good with the women. Is and he? often
1: in the modern sense. It is the lady who is the killer when you talk about a lady killer.
0: That's a lady killer, not yeah. a lady killer. <laughs> yeah, but in this case, he was a lady killer and yeah, a, and a killer of ladies. Or lady Well I've told you about one <laughs> I didn't mean Ah was right only, Sorry was
2: yeah. It's like um, It's the apostrophe That's done us in It's like Jaws Isn't it The uh, <laughs> There's no apostrophe In Jaws Lesser known <laughs> Jaw film. The uh, Oh right Okay
0: So he is A lady killer But More than one Basically Yes He's a lady killer And A lady killer And Another lady killer Okay, fine. A killer of two ladies in the spring and summer of 1946. Yeah. Um, they're notable, probably quite famous, because of the horrific nature of the crime. Oh, right, okay. Mm. Right,
2: fine. So who who is he? Is, is he who he says he is, for starters? Because um, he had quite a... I suspect at that time of life, um, if you have that quite... Um, Attractive, uh, kind of cap. What was he, captain? Kind of person. Uh, it would, yeah. you know, go down, go down well, basically.
0: Yeah, well, it was. Um, it was very dashing, looking, very handsome, oh, yeah, yeah. piercing blue eyes by all accounts.
2: Isn't he a lady killer?
0: And he was former military, right? Uh, okay, but um, he wasn't. But not at the level. He, well, he kept changing his rank. He kept telling people he had his <laughs> okay. different rank, so he'd say he
2: upwards. Yeah,
0: the alias he used when he spoke to Doreen Marshall um, was Rupert Brooke, group captain Rupert Brooke. Mm, sounds quite good. Yeah, but Rupert Brooke was the name of a, a war poet um, who used to visit Bournemouth. So he was hanging around in Bournemouth and thought, I oh, know what's a name I can make up. I know a famous Bournemouth resident. <laughs> well, sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But it was a First World, World War War poet, so obviously they didn't put two and two together. He went to a fairly
1: decent school as well, didn't he? So, I mean, he would have had, he would have been, like when he was at school, he would have been rubbing shoulders with sort of fairly decent, classy people.
0: Yeah, he was middle-class, background. So school background.
1: His, yeah, his father, like, went without quite a lot of things so that he could pay for him to go to this decent school. So he mm. should have had a good education, but I mean, he was truant and all sorts at the school. Yeah. In fact, um, yeah. um, other alumni from that same school are people like Raymond Briggs. Yeah,
2: really? Yes. Yeah. What sorry, what school are we talking about? Somewhere in
0: Bournemouth.
1: Oh. No, it's it's Rutlish School in London. Uh-huh. Is it London? Yeah, southwest
0: London, near Merton.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah, and and more recently is um John Major went there as well. It gives you a kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. sample of the type of people that were at that school.
2: Future leaders
1: yeah. um, and writers. And illustrators.
0: And illustrators <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of of Father the Christmas. The snowman. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you can't draw and you can't lead a nation, you join the army. So that's what he did. Right, okay. Well, he joined the Air Force initially before the outbreak I mean, of the Second World like War. Everyone but, like everyone did. Yeah, he joined the Air Force, but he got kicked out. He went AWOL, um, absent without leave, and was kicked out of the Air Force. And basically he was became a criminal using aliases such as Lord Dudley and yeah. uh, Lieutenant Colonel Armstrong.
1: My name is Sir Lancelot of Camelot.
0: So He's given his, he's elevated his he's status. He's going straight away. exactly.
2: He's going for the. I mean, it probably worked for a while, didn't it? The obviously, I don't know what he did, but the uh, the bad things that he did, but things like chucking, though you know, those titles to certain people, you get away with a lot,
0: basically, don't you? Exactly. Um, he ended when the war broke out. He ended up being joining the South African air force he was he went into this army service corps in, in the middle east but he uh jumped ship effectively on the way back to england um and he joined south african air force where he did actually make captain so he was a captain okay uh, so he's started off quite well to do he's already got himself a little bit of a bit of form for like fraud and theft mm. um but yeah goes goes into the war he's in the air force and then he gets captain he gets married and then he's <laughs> there's this episode where he uh he was caught wearing medals he wasn't entitled to. So he was, again, inflating his <laughs> status. Um, and he got—he was court-martialed.
2: Only good guys win medals. And you, sir, are no good guy. So far, as far as I know, it's been nothing other than the odd naughty thing, as opposed to <laughs> mass killing. A lies and fraud. Case? Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. So what... As far as I'm aware, if you're a robber, you're a robber. And if you're a fraud, frauder, you're a frauder. You don't go <laughs> um, nicking milk bottles one day and then mass killing the next week. You kind of do what you do, really, don't you? But as he, he's kind of swapped over to another way hideous form of naughtiness.
1: Yeah, we all know that milk bottle yeah. theft is the gateway
2: crime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it yeah. all started with milk pots. Tale as old as time. Why on earth would that have gone very, very south?
0: Well, it seems that he had a little predilection for mm. sadomasochism, let's say, or sadism. For oh sure. right, oh, okay. While he was in the South African Air Force, he found brothels in Egypt that yes. they had what's called what they called an Amazon room. Um, no. <laughs> yeah, where apparently you could you could pay to whip young girls no. for the night. But this is where he obviously got his kicks. <laughs> uh, whether oh. they wanted to be whipped or not, I don't know. But this was service was available. Yeah. That's shocking. Following the war, we're now in the beginning of 1946. He's back in Britain, so his military days are over. He's demobbed and he's back in. Back in town, which is where it sort of immediately starts to go unpleasant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, 1946, is back in Britain in February. And in the Strand Palace Hotel in London, mm-hmm. the uh, staff at the hotel found Pauline Breeze in a hotel room with Heath. Heath. So staff had come rushing to the room hearing a woman scream and sort of broke into the room and she was naked and tied up and he was preparing to beat her. See, this is
1: what happens when you don't set a safe word.
0: There you go, you see.
1: Either that or he was ignoring the safe word, which is just, you know, that's against protocols. That's yeah, not good.
0: exactly. It's craziness. The thing is, um, she uh, didn't press charges. So she, she wanted to, you know, she didn't want any publicity.
1: Right, was she married or was she uh, an actor or?
0: I don't know her, her details really. It's not a lot about
1: her. Isn't, no, there isn't. Is I couldn't really find anything about her. But it's understandable people wouldn't have wanted to go public or go to court about that kind of thing. Yeah. Remember, you must not tell us soul.
2: Especially then. Are we still talking 1946? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're not going to say anything, really, are you? Other, other than in tight-knit circles.
0: And we, we don't know to what extent that she had been complicit in what was going no. on in that room. Yeah, yeah. sure, sure. But basically, she went back to his. She he met merged. So he went back to his room, and then what happened after that, we don't know. Whether she was like, yeah, I'm gonna go, or is um yeah. is sadomasochism
2: um is that uh root? <laughs> is that um kind of um A thing down your way both have to be into it.
1: Well, yeah, otherwise yeah. it's torture
2: exactly so yeah so it wasn't sadomasochism it was just him being well it, if the receiver
1: if the receiver isn't complicit it's torture you know <laughs> exactly yeah it, yeah, it yeah, was
0: sadism yeah. on his part yeah yes we don't know yeah. if it was masochism on her part or not no yes right okay but regardless of her standing when it all began her outcry whether they were screams of joy or terror yeah. Aroused, you know, the, the staff to come rushing in, at which point they see what they see, which is a naked woman tied to yes, okay. being beaten. Yeah, yeah, sure. She hasn't want that. And it's that's never going to look good. It's yeah. never going to look good. Yeah. Exactly.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's not what you think.
1: Yeah. And there's all sorts of reasons that she wouldn't have wanted to press charges apart from the public embarrassment and things like that. I mean, it, it could be simply that she did invite it. And she was quite happy with it. And maybe the shouting and screaming got out of hand and that's, you know, and called the staff in.
2: Mm.
1: It may may have been, you know, I mean, sadomasochism is, a, is an act of pleasure and joy on both parts. The, the point at which one party isn't enjoying it, it's it, no longer... It's not, not, yeah, yeah. It's
2: not sadomasochism. No,
1: right? you know, it's then sexual abuse. You know?
2: Sure, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, on the one hand, Fifty Shades of Grey. On, on the other... <laughs> That's just cinematic abuse. Yeah. I mean, it would abuse my eyes watching it. Yeah. For sure. I've never yeah. seen that. It's definitely abuse. I went to the police immediately. And I you're forever think... grateful. Yeah. On the one hand, I don't like to talk about it, but I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> In June, Neville Heath, he took a, he went to Notting Hill Gate and he booked into a hotel calling himself Lieutenant Colonel Neville Heath. He kept his name. There at that hotel, uh, he met a woman called Yvonne Simmons. Now, he said that she was his wife. They just met. She stayed the night and he said oh, he was going to marry her. And then she left the next day. And then a week later, he met a woman named Marjorie Gardner. Now, nobody noticed when he took her back to his hotel room that it was a different person. Right. They didn't notice. I don't
2: know that it would. I don't think they would either. I no. Just, as long as they looked the part, or looked as if they were together yeah no one's going to i
1: don't i don't think you'd notice i mean in a staff say let's say there's a dozen members of staff yeah. and they say only 40 rooms in the hotel you yeah. know it, that's a lot of people to keep track of a lot of other people is you know it's,
2: hmm.
1: yeah i don't i don't think you'd notice but in, if, the, if the man
2: if if he was paying yeah, yeah. i am perhaps on jumping to conclusions that he paid but if he was paying you would just kind of Remember him really, wouldn't you? Yeah,
0: yeah, I suppose. But it, I mean, that, that came up um, in terms of this woman, uh, Pauline Breeze, who from in from February in London and the Strand Palace Hotel, her, she was mistakenly identified as being this Marjorie Gardner. So when Marjorie Gardner was found dead in her room, they thought that it was the same woman who'd basically gone back. Oh, her, okay. If you know what I mean. <laughs> OK, nudge, nudge. Nudge, nudge. Hey. Eh? Say no more.
2: Say no more, say no more, now what I mean, nudge, nudge.
0: So Marjorie Gardner, she's the, the third woman that we're yeah. aware of that he's encountered, um, he spent the evening with her. They, they went. They met, they went out dancing, and back at the hotel, they had to break into the room because they, the, the maid service hadn't been able to get into the room. They broke in and they right. found Gardner, naked on the, the bed again bound ankles uh, her wrists had marks to show that she had been bound um and there were 17 whip marks on her body mm-hmm. <laughs> she'd been bitten on the nipples Oof, and apparently nice. had uh, a some sort of instrument inserted into the vagina yikes so she'd been horribly abused yeah like a
2: sa- like a saxophone
0: um, <laughs> <laughs> what I'm just thinking of an
2: instrument <laughs> Doesn't have to be a musical instrument. I know. I'm immediately thinking of a flute, a an oboe, the because uh, I think of because um, I'm thinking of a musical instrument, an instrument.
1: Now I'm not. I'm not wanting to play this down, but 17 strikes with a whip yeah. isn't a huge amount. So I'm guessing that these strikes are <laughs> considerable.
0: It's a it's a fair amount. <laughs> it's more than I. Like well, to. they must. I mean,
1: they must be fairly tough strikes.
0: But I don't think that killed her, did it? no just i don't part think it would have done yeah deal. no she uh, died of suffocation oh, all, right, all right. the she was all of the wounds were inflicted while she was alive so right. it was a, was a sadistic like a torture like you said
1: mid 20th century btk kind of guy
2: yeah because she died the um uh, will we never know that any of it uh, up up until the point she died, yeah, was consensual. Uh
0: No, well,
2: obviously the only no, one who can say
1: that
2: I is do... her. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah.
1: I think the only assumption that's... it's reasonably safe to make is that up to it... the point where she entered his room, it was consensual. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that, you know, know that's really. probably all you can assume.
0: Yeah, I mean the the wounds were savage. They were nasty. So yeah, sure. The instrument. Not the instrument. The uh, weapon that she'd been beaten with left diamond-pattern marks on the body, where she'd been right. st- struck quite hard, so it actually imprinted on the flesh. Gosh, yeah. And um, yeah. so they said it had to be a, a, a leather riding crop.
1: Right, that's quite distinctive mark, isn't it?
0: Yeah. In fact, the pathologist said, if you find that whip, you found your man, which implies that no one <laughs> yeah, in London yeah. rides <laughs> <laughs> except one man. But uh, yeah, sure so it's she, either
1: it's either him or it's jackie collins
0: <laughs> yeah exactly
1: yeah
2: what was that called that that book there was a
0: there's a series yeah <laughs> um, but it was
1: it was all of her books, all of the books it. yeah but just a picture yeah of yeah, yeah that's true just pick one at just... random yeah that's true yeah
0: <laughs> polo that's one. Oh yeah polo. that was
2: it yeah that, that was it oh, yeah, one, yeah. Okay. i'm thinking of the cover yeah someone's bottom
0: yeah. They're all someone's spotted with being wearing equipped, <laughs> Whipped. 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 Being whipped. It's called Whip My Jodhpuss. You're saying it weird. Why are you putting so much emphasis on the H? What are you talking about? I'm just saying it. Cool whip. So the timeline is that he met a girl that he beat, and then he went somewhere else and met a girl that he said he would marry, spent the night with her, and she yes. left. Then he met this girl, Marjorie Gardner, and okay. she died. So then... Right, okay. Then Heath went to South Coast. He went to see the woman that he claimed he was going to marry, Simmons. He spent time there. Yes. He went back to her. And now he's calling himself Lieutenant Colonel Neville Heath, as far as he was concerned. Then he went to Bournemouth, and now he's using the Rupert Brooke alias, Group Captain Rupert Brooke. And that's where we met Doreen Marshall, who we introduced ourselves with. Yes. She'd gone down to Bournemouth to convalesce from uh, influenza. Right. So they met on the promenade, as I say. He introduced himself. They went walking and they went for uh, afternoon tea. And then later they went out for dinner. She was going to get a taxi home and he said he would walk her home. That's when they, she disappeared. Um, sure, so yeah. when they left the hotel, he said to the, the doorman, the porter, the night porter, that he would be gone about half an hour. And Dorian Marshall said, no, it's only going to be a quarter of an hour. Basically, <laughs> he's saying. No, he's going to walk me home and be straight back kind of thing. And that was the last she was seen by the, the porters, Was the last person to see her alive, apart from Heath. It was July. About a week later, when Marshall's disappearance was reported to the police by the manager of the hotel, and Heath volunteered to phone the police to see if he could help.
2: <laughs> do you need me out there? Do you need my assistance? Right, right. <laughs> classic, <laughs> oh, classic oh. Uh, thing to do. Hubris.
0: Yeah. Inserting yourself into the yeah. investigation like a proper yeah, yeah sure, yeah.
1: Such yeah. arrogance.
0: Yeah, a week's quite
2: a long time, isn't it, for her to be reported missing? She seems yeah. ridiculous.
0: That it took well, a I week, suppose if but... she's paid up, they got no reason to. She's mm. not. In, they, you know, when the maid service goes around, she's not in a room. If they can get in and not find a dead body, I suppose they don't think. Sure. more Yeah. Around. Okay.
1: And the room's right. paid for. Yeah. Then yeah. there's nothing to worry about.
2: So, what are the? Do we know the details of that?
0: Well, she was found the way that these people are usually found. Um, by a young woman out walking her dog. <laughs> yep. They found her, her body. So the dog found it, probably. Well, the dog found it, yeah, let's be honest. Yeah. Mm. They found her body. It was naked, mutilated again. Uh-huh. She had been tied up at one point, although there were no lashings on her. One of her nipples had been beaten clean off and her <sighs> throat had been cut. And also she'd had something inserted into the vagina again. Okay, there's said, a
1: clear pattern emerging.
0: Yeah, they said it might have been a tree branch. Right. Jesus. Um, yeah. So, she. yeah, there were other wounds as well, but basically she'd been violently and savagely beaten and attacked with a knife as well.
1: You have to wonder what kind of brought him to be in that state, you know, hmm. what in his life taught him that this is a behaviour. Do you know what I mean? That what. I mean, because ex- extreme violent behaviour doesn't just crop up as an idea one afternoon
2: mm. that's what i'm saying about his early yeah early forays were comp- not that at all and yet suddenly it went bang and he completely went
1: yeah i mean was it something at rutlish school was it something to do with his childhood with his parents or-
0: yeah i mean maybe it was a school thing maybe maybe john major and Raymond briggs are I've committed crimes. I mean, that they're responsible. Don't know about. <laughs> we don't know what they got up to with with Edwina Curry. Hey, eh? you know, he he actually
1: like in in July 1946 he tried to chat up Molly Weir from Rent a Ghost. Oh yeah, yeah, very good. We'd we'd never have had her as the witch in Rent a Ghost or like the rest of her amazing career because yeah. 1946 she was still quite a young actor.
0: Yeah, this was uh, between the two killings. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, she certainly would have been a victim.
0: Yeah, for sure. And there was another woman as well, who was in um, another actress called Moira Lister, and she was was in um, uh, The Cruel Sea, the 1953 movie, The Cruel Sea. Yeah. yeah. He went to the police station, and he identified Doreen Marshall from a photograph that the police had and said, yep. Oh yeah, that's her. I went out with her, I walked her to the gardens, Bournemouth Gardens, and that's where I left her. So he didn't walk her home. After all that, he claimed nope. he walked her to some gardens and then went back to her. <laughs> so he said, "I saw her on the night of the murder." Yeah. Well, he obviously knew that the the doorman at his hotel knew or would recognise that she was with him, or possibly or when she uh, with right, this mistaken yeah. so identity, he, maybe they wouldn't. But yeah, um, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Or someone else might have seen him at the hotel. So he said, yes, I was with her. So yeah. he's covering, He's basically admitting so that So fronted up. He fronted, up. He fronted yeah. up that. Yeah. Yeah. And then said, uh, oh, but I just left her in the garden. Right. So Doreen Marshalls, her sister and her father had gone down. And the police detective on the case, he introduced the Marshalls to Neville Heath. But yep. under the name Brooke, which is the name he was using in Bournemouth. Right. Because he'd been involved in this incident in London. They'd seen his name published right. later, and they said, um, hang on, isn't your name Heath, not Sure, Brooke? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so his deception started to unravel almost immediately. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. Right, okay. <laughs> That's not me. You sure? No, yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> they uh, said, I'm just going to go and get my coat from the hotel, and the police said, okay, we'll get it for you. They went there. They found a cloakroom ticket in the coat pocket. They went to the cloakroom, found a suitcase, opened the suitcase. There was a riding crop inside. With a oh, diamond the exact, weave pattern
2: on it. <laughs> the exact thing that they were told they should find.
0: Yes. Yeah. Oh, hang on a minute. Hang on. This a might minute.
2: be you. Good news is, I found your hat.
0: God, that didn't yeah. take very Are we talking
2: about the same day that he'd confessed to seeing that woman?
0: Yes, the or same day. The next day. day or... Six, the 6th Su- of July. He spoke to Sutter at Paul and the so police station. So he thought he
2: might be quite cool and, and go, yeah, I'm going to. I'm gonna knit this in the bud by saying I saw I was with her. Yeah. Within hours, he'd literally been what, was he
0: been arrested? Nicked. Like yeah, he yeah. was arrested. Yeah. Wow. But they didn't find the body until the next day. Sure. So
1: So what did they arrest him for?
0: Uh the other woman. Oh, the other okay. Right. Gardner, yeah. Marjorie Gardner. Because she'd been seen with Heath. No, they basically the police were looking at it. Two for and him. two together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he'd used his real name. <laughs> yes. So now he's using an alias. And They went, hang on, you're, aren't you, aren't you him? Because you look like him. So yeah, it's me. So on the fifth, on the fifth of July, Marshall's reported missing. On the sixth of July, Heath phones the police, goes in and says, yeah, that's uh, that's the photo. I and saw. And the same her, yeah. day, they realise that, that Brooks is Brooke is Heath, and they get the the coat and the ticket and the crop. And it's, then it's the following day that uh, the body is found of uh, Doreen Marshall. And it's... Just with with the same wounds and the same... Similar. Yes, similar. I'm yeah, similar.
1: I'm assuming, immediately connected to him.
0: Yeah, straight away. I mean, it's obvious. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Good, I say. Yeah, I got him. <laughs> I still don't understand the, um, how, how it went from something to something else. But, I don't know, really. The, uh, you haven't finished the tale yet, I suppose, but, um. Well, no, I mean uh, he's
0: he's started out as a petty criminal, as these people Mm. do, and then he's when he's on um, when he's barracked in Egypt, he starts to exercise his penchant for uh, sadism, beating young girls, and now he's just Mm -hmm. he's escalated to to beating more violently and sadistically until they actually someone dies. Yes, right, okay, yeah.
1: So he's kind of always been a liar and a sadist. It just reached new heights. He yes, just, yeah, he exactly. had
2: more confidence, yeah. or more of an outlet, or something,
1: and just couldn't get sated.
0: Yeah, sure, exactly. yeah, yeah,
1: just couldn't quite get enough, and it resulted yeah. in the death of at least two women.
0: Yeah, exactly the two that we know of.
1: Yeah, I and mean, there could have been deaths in Egypt; those would have been very easy to cover up.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: That may have been something that he, you know, a high point that he tried to repeat, but of course, is a lot harder in. Uh, in sort of the West at, at that time.
0: Yeah. So he went to trial in September, and oh, yeah. he told his counsel to plead guilty. yeah But his counsel's, uh, counsel, um J D. Caswell, said that basically, "Are you sure about that?" He questioned what he was going to do, and he said, "All right, put me down as not guilty." <laughs> right. <laughs> I'd, All right. I'd, well. I'd
1: take I'd take Caswell's word for it. You know what I mean? <laughs> if Caswell told me to do something, I'd do it. I mean, he's been involved in some pretty decent cases over the years. Well, he yeah. He, he prosecuted lawyer, he? on behalf of the families who lost people in the Titanic. Yeah. Wow! And he got them, I think, about a hundred quid a head because they that's, that's uh, they proved the the captain was <laughs> the captain was negligent.
0: Right? Yeah. which isn't true at all. <laughs> well, it's it's true in law. Well, they proved it. but, I mean, it's not like it's not like he was there <laughs> to say what are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Titanic. So there's a lot of <laughs> stories about the Titanic. So yeah. I mean, the White Star Line. Basically, as soon as it went down, the first thing that the White Star Line did is fire all the crew. Wow! Because they weren't at work. Yo, Dirt, you're fired. <laughs> they weren't <laughs> at their post because their post was under the water.
2: Oh, wow! Well, and therefore, harmless. their
0: wages stopped.
2: That is how. <laughs> you mean you mean the dead and the alive and the dead? I mean, yeah. Not much need to sack the
1: dead, I don't think.
2: But
0: they did, though, didn't they? well they their employment ceased at that uh, moment and therefore yeah, that's they death were in service any any yeah. yeah.
1: death in service if there's if they had a death in service in their agreement then the family would think have they benefited from them. that <laughs> in 1912
2: i doubt <laughs> maybe
1: anyone. not
2: yeah maybe not so he worked on that case uh
0: is that prosecution yeah oh, he prosecuted
2: yeah this one's defence though isn't it it is, yeah. is yeah.
0: yeah that's a that is a civil prosecution this is a criminal defence yeah yes well, the reason he said let's go not guilty is because he was going for insanity. Sure, um, oh, yeah, yeah, So he was calling expert witnesses to basically say, well, well, it wasn't really the wasn't
1: the insanity claim based on he knew it. He, what was it? He, he didn't know that it was immoral.
0: He, yeah. There's okay. he did do <laughs> it, but he
1: didn't know that it was wrong.
0: So Caswell called this this expert witness named William Hubert, who was supposed to be. An expert criminal psychiatrist, and his testimony said that he thought that he knew what he was doing but didn't know that it was morally wrong.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure that's an argument ever.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, the, problem it is that be. He, the problem is that Hubert wasn't really able to defend his own point of view because he was a morphine addict <laughs> and he was under <laughs> the influence while he was in court. So basically, the prosecution um, destroyed him as a witness. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's that's kind of Hubert's family all over, though. Because Hubert's <laughs> brother was a, a well-known artist,
0: oh, like, who's, yeah.
1: who's actually got works in the Tate and the National, I think.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But he's like, yeah, it's somewhere between sort of Paul Clay and George Braque, I suppose, in styling. But it's um, the Cubists. Yeah, well, yeah, it's not really Cubist. It's more like clay than Cubism. But there's that form, Hand structure, kind of abstraction hands. to it. Yeah. He works with clay No, he's a painter
0: (laughs) (laughs) Works with clay No Works with a man named Clay
1: Paul Paul Clay K-L-E Accent E Oh, sorry (laughs) I always pronounced it Clee. Yeah, so did I Till I heard People who know better Say it
0: Maybe they're wrong Maybe they're wrong Yeah Yeah Who knows Ask Clee.
1: Never (laughs) Never (laughs) criticise someone Who's only ever read a word (laughs)
0: now the prison doctors said that they thought this i don't understand they said he's definitely not insane he is a psychopath but he's not insane <laughs> he just knows what he's he knows what he's doing he knows, he knows what he's, he's doing and he wants
2: and he wants to do it yeah, yeah exactly the man is clear in his mind but his soul is mad
0: so he was uh, he was found guilty he was t- taken away, smoked a pipe in the police car as he was taken to prison. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, And he was sentenced to death by hanging. Oh. Oh. He was offered a glass of whiskey by the governor. Sounds like a reasonable idea. And he said, while you're about it, sir, you might make that a double. <laughs> he wrote a letter to his parents saying, my only regret at leaving the world is that I've been damned unworthy of you both. And then on the 16th of October, 1946, Penterville Prison in London, he met... One Albert Pierpoint. Hey, friend of the podcast. Friend of the podcast. We marched him yeah. into the gallows and pulled the lever.
1: Right, right, turn. right. We don't have times for that, do we? But we know it'd be under 12 seconds, don't we? It'd be like,
0: yeah, it'd be between seven and, a half and 11 seconds.
1: It'd barely have had time to put the glass of whiskey down.
0: Yes. Straight away, the day of his execution, the same day, mm-hmm. Madame Tussaud unveiled his waxwork. <laughs> Oh no! All prepared so, and ready, complete with blue eyes, ew. dressed and prepared to reveal to the public. Okay, yeah. so how That's how
1: awesome. long was it between his arrest and execution? This is how long did they have? I mean, they must have just had weeks,
0: is yeah. not they? He was arrested in July, and he was so executed in October. Okay, three months or something.
2: So, yeah. But, but it probably takes a, a while, doesn't it? But three months, yeah, that's not a lot of time, really. Yeah, it probably takes a while to do, but that's uh, that's so ridiculous, isn't it? It's like, yeah, so like, why on earth would that? <laughs> mind you, mind you, at that point, it wasn't all celebs, was it? It was, well, as we've said before, well, he's in a other celeb. episodes, yeah, well, it, was it was more, so, but it, not that kind of celeb. The uh, and why on earth would he be put on show at the to time? It wouldn't be make money like out of. No, I know it
0: wouldn't, be, it wouldn't have been slaves like we know, but it would have been. Um, well, of, we've said before
2: like, it's like it's like the news before, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a three D news, unless they the had... whole thing was like that, where it was literally, you know, waxworks of people in the news. Well, no, it was but people me... of
0: the day, so writers, yeah.
2: artists. Mm-hmm. You know, why on earth would he be in there? I mean, it's just rapists and murderers. It's his family thinking of that, going, oh, "Great, he's been unveiled."
0: They had the chamber of horrors. At the trial, there was a queue around the block to get into the gallery, mostly women. Yeah, because he's so handsome. Because he's so handsome. They want to take a look at the charming lady killer. Right,
1: yeah. Oh, don't mind if I do.
2: Mm, They're unbelievable. They managed to just absolutely atrocious. I can't believe they got away with it Uh, for so many years.
0: (laughs) No television
2: well that's true yeah
1: I mean that yeah
0: let's go and see him well I can't get into the courtroom because it's too there's a big queue so yeah, I'll go it's down and Madame Tussauds so you can punch him in the face
1: it's like a sideshow isn't it it literally is a side it literally show. Is such yeah a, yeah
0: it's a tent of freaks but under exactly
1: a, yeah yeah that's exactly look, what it is and if, you have to, if you have to remember it in, in those in that context really is it would have been someone dressed up as him in a tent
0: yeah, well, you well, don't want to too- meet the the real person, do you? No, <laughs> you already no. go up and go, "Oh, look at him! He's a killer." Got, <laughs> you're, it's safer to do that, especially in a room full of killers. If you go into a room and it's got Crippen and Birkenhair and yeah. Charles Peace and everyone else in it, you go, "Look, oh. there you go." <laughs> that's a that's a night out that you don't want. <laughs> you don't want to be part of.
1: But you can. Uh a shilling and scare your girlfriend can't you yeah
0: basically I, yeah, yeah i always remember i know that i remember i've said before that the the uh, uh the museum the chamber of horrors closed in 2016 which is the only reason that most of the people in there actually ever were, were removed because it was still popular even then like a hundred years later Nihon, mm. nearly from some of the people in there yeah um i remember an advert in the 80s for the Chamber of Horrors. Do you remember this? There was, like, um, there's two punks because it's the eighties, so they the 80s. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> two Basically, punks, and they yeah. go into the Chamber of Horrors, and one says to the other, uh, "Hey, Cyril,
2: where's this Jack the Ripper then, eh? And
0: the other one says,
2: "Well, I never found him, did
0: I?" And then they go, <laughs> oh, <laughs> "Run away!" They run out. Madam,
1: Two Swords, all the people you ever wanted to meet. And a few you, you didn't.
2: Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Remember that?
0: I don't know why that sticks in my memory.
2: Classic, five, ten years out of date punk. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And it only just got to advertising people.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's a trend that's faded away? Let's, <laughs> let's use that. Well,
1: what what could scare a punk?
0: Yeah. In other news, uh, he was inspiration for a number of stories and plays. Mm-hmm. Most notably in Alfred Hitchcock's film Frenzy. Um, 1972. 1972. Barry Foster played the character of Robert Rusk and Alfred Hitchcock mm. gave him two books about Heath to read to inform his character. It was the inspiration for the character.
1: Well, and if anybody wants to catch it, you can actually find the whole film on YouTube.
0: Oh, right. Cool. Frenzy. Great movie. Yeah. And And another actor who modelled his performance on Neville Heath is Donald Sinden. He. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who what? played in a murderer in the film um, Eyewitness, which is uh, from 1956, British thriller. Uh, yes, yeah, Donald Sinden. Robert <laughs> Of Never the Twain fame. That's where I know him from. Well, yeah. I, I don't know him from anywhere else.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Was that your
1: impersonation of Boris Johnson as well?
2: Name yeah. uh, name uh, anything else that he was... I mean, I'm talking about popular that we know about. I mean, I know he was an actor and stuff, but... Yeah, the, but um, look,
0: I mean, we know him from a terrible television show. <laughs> yes, we do. Yeah. But he was in the real Shakespeare company. He was a very handsome, uh, dapper young actor. He walked to the boards. Yeah, I mean, this was 30 years before the, the twain in the 80s. Yeah, Day of the Jackal. Um, yeah. Oh, and also he was in uh, the Cruel Sea. Ah, the movie they mentioned movie. already. Yeah,
1: and the seventies sitcom Two's Company.
0: <laughs> yep, and uh, <laughs> Do- Doctor in the House, <laughs> Doctor at Large, and as well as the Cruel Sea, he was in Above Us the Waves. So he's only in sort of comedy doctor movies or wartime <laughs>
1: submarine <laughs> movies. That's that's pretty much all of the roles available at the time.
0: Yeah, and then latterly as a as a as an antiques dealer <laughs> as it wins a davis <laughs> yeah. that's all for this time if you want to know more about what we've talked about on this episode then just google it or something you can listen to all of our previous episodes on our website that's www.truecrimediary.co.uk please remember to leave a review on your podcast provider if you can or you can email us that's stuff at diary.co.uk. My thanks to Jed and Roo and to all of you for listening, and we'll see you again on next date in our True Crime Diary.